0: Episode 3.
1: You're listening to EA Life, a podcast that inspires administrators to shift their thinking, change their behaviour and elevate their leadership capabilities. My name's Amanda Vinci and together with Holly Bailey, we are uncovering some of the biggest challenges that executive assistants are facing the lessons that we've learnt throughout our careers as executive assistants, and how to continue to make an impact so you can pursue your passion. We have so many exciting topics coming your way, so we really look forward to giving you so much value, and we're so grateful to have you along on this journey with us. Thanks everyone, and enjoy. Uh, welcome to ea life you're here with amanda vincey and holly bailey and we're so thrilled to
0: be with you today we are hello ladies and gentlemen uh today we've had a full day of training in melbourne so you might forgive us if we're a little more playful today we've <laughs> had a full day of learning so we're we might be a little bit uh
1: yeah what's the word uh <laughs> i don't want to say delirious Ooh, that's a great word but... though I feel like that's a really great way to describe it. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So you're in for a real treat, basically. Yeah, a bit of fun tonight, yeah, I think. Definitely a bit of fun, a bit of quirk. And, you know, what a perfect conversation to be having than questions. <laughs> I think tonight we're going to really look at questioning. And I think that that's such an important topic, something that's certainly come up, uh, actually, today in the training a fair bit, and uh, even in, in quite a few trainings that we've run over the last couple of months it's something that's certainly showing up more and more and I think that's gonna be a really nice addition to for us to be using that topic in this playful session today. Absolutely,
0: (laughs) I think it's really fitting actually today we spent quite a bit of time on language and how important the use of language is in the workplace and anywhere really Um, and that's verbal -verbal, nonverbal and drilling down more specifically into great questions now will be perfect so I'm glad that we've chosen that topic. For tonight um, and that's asking effective questions as an EA and what that might look
1: like yeah I think this this topic in particular for me is something that I'm always pressing into when uh, working with with executive assistants is in how to be more effective in asking questions I know wouldn't you agree Holly this is something that is so important in our roles as executive assistants completely yeah. completely I can think of, of so many examples of where
0: and when this might be useful yeah um specifically for saving time when having conversations and really understanding um, what the executive might need uh really getting clear on the information that they're looking to receive yeah Um, just really making sure that we're on the same page and that what they're communicating to me is what I'm hearing
1: yeah there's the whole avoiding confusion right like when you're checking in with what you've heard in a way that you really understand what they're saying Mm. there's there's lack there's less room for uh, interpretation there's less room for you trying to navigate and think it might be this or that you're really clear on where you stand and what you need to do And it not only makes you way more effective, but it also makes them way more effective because sometimes they don't even know what they're asking. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you're working with your executive and they ask you to do something and then you start taking it on board and then you realize that there's heaps of stuff missing and then you go back and ask them and they're like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I actually don't have the answer. And it's because they haven't even had the time to really think about that. Mm. So being effective in asking really allows them to be more effective and you being more effective. It cuts out that that grey area that sometimes we play in way too long.
0: Completely agree. I think we've all had an experience of uh, a message not being completely communicated. And I I agree. The example you gave, I can resonate with Mm. completely Um, and can think about uh, maybe when someone would ask, can can you do this and you come back and provide what they've asked and they said this isn't what I want and on in reflection it could have been at the time going what is it that you actually need what result are you actually looking for and asking a better question to really determine the needs and sometimes they might not know but asking those better questions gives us a real opportunity to to find that out initially and you know to save time for everyone and probably some frustration
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love that definitely some frustration I think that our viewers listeners will definitely agree there's cutting that out it's just going to allow you to be so much more effective and cutting certainly out uh, yeah don't know where I'm going with that yeah any <laughs> <from>. <laughs> exactly.
0: so why don't we get into it why don't we get into um, some suggestions that we can make or maybe some yeah. frameworks that might be really helpful
1: yeah I think that uh understanding so I suppose before we do that, I think what's really useful, and I know Holly and I have sort of started to touch on this a little bit, but why we wanted to bring this up today is that it it does, it it is something that's underutilized as executive assistance, and it's something that when implemented makes a significant difference. So with that being said, these are some of the things that we, that I've experienced, and I'm sure Holly's going to jump in with some of the things for her, in terms of why this is so important and I really want to stress this because it's easy for us to go into ah oh, yeah I ask questions I ask enough questions it's fine uh, versus I'd much rather you look at how can I ask more questions and how can I ask more effective questions and really being a understa- really understanding having a deep understanding of why that's important is going to allow you or give you access to being able to do that so for me it's certainly it saves it saves time from two perspectives one it saves your time and your executives time similar to what Holly was sharing earlier um, I also think that it allows us to be way more assertive in any circumstance because if we're able to ask really effective questions when something doesn't go to plan we're able to navigate that mess without having to go back to our executive and say hey what's that about we can kind of make the ascent we can we can make the uh, we can make really effective decisions based on what knowledge we already have because we've uh, taken the time to understand something. Um, and let me just see if there's anything else, anything else that you you think. Holly? Yeah, I
0: think going on from what you've yeah. just shared, uh, we've probably all been in a situation before where. We've had a conversation and then we've gone to go and do the thing yeah but don't have all the information we need and the worst thing is having to go back and say actually what was that can i clarify as opposed to actually asking the questions in the moment then going and being able to navigate situations or have all the information you just become you're able to find a way to get things done when you've got all the information yeah um you can you can make points and you can make suggestions if you've got all the information from the beginning Um, and I think it also I wanted to add that sometimes it can feel really clunky to be asking kind of questions that um, aren't things that you might naturally ask someone Mm -hmm. and it's a real skill and a real skill to hone um, for an executive assistant I think it's so valuable and like you said really Mm. underutilized
1: yeah completely I think you know adding to that being on the same page is just so important and so much so many times we are flying blind and we are not on the same page you know one of the things that we actually spoke about today and in session one of the program that we're running here is uh that lack of understanding each other's worlds and (laughs) i'm so glad you brought this up yeah i just think it's really it's so just so perfect and fitting Understanding each other's world so much so that you can really uh, Where am I trying to go with this Let me take a couple of steps back So being on the same page is so important. However, uh, a lot of the time We don't even know what that looks like because we haven't taken the time to understand what page they're even on so we make assumptions based on what page we think they're on And yet sometimes we can be in totally different chapters, maybe even different, totally different books. So really taking the, what I find so effective with questioning is it gives you the context that's missing sometimes to be able to understand what page they're on so that you can better adapt yourself to be on the same page. Because what I find is that often we're reading two completely different books. And trying to operate under the same language and what's missing is a huge piece that that will allow us to be on that same page I hope I trust that that makes sense
0: yeah there's, there yeah. might be a really vital piece of information that's not being um, acknowledged because yeah. there hasn't you haven't been willing to ask questions yeah um, right. and, and an example that popped into my mind uh, was with a this is outside of the workplace but yeah. with um, it with a personal trainer this is a couple of years ago but I think it speaks well to how different your different worldview and Mm. the way that you language things is different Um, and if it's not communicated um, in a way that you understand then the message is not heard so I recall it's really simple example this personal trainer would say to me this is the exercise that I need you to do and I don't understand I'm looking like not not getting it I don't I'm unclear (laughs) and he'll just keep repeating the same thing over and over and I'm standing there going Just because you've said it again doesn't mean that I understand. So maybe, maybe he would consider switching the language, or I could ask a better question and say, you know, I'm not really sure what you mean. Can I get some clarification around that?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure if that's a valid
0: story. That is not a real example.
1: Oh, I love, I love that. examples so many levels you yeah, as you know you've been in my training whenever we hit a roadblock in terms of people don't know what i'm talking about which happens a lot by the way <laughs> there are a lot of moments as i'm sure you can relate holly where you get to a point where I'm, i know that people don't understand me because i look around the room and there's blank stairs so i know when you haven't got what i've said but me saying the same thing again doesn't ele- doesn't give access to you being under, able to understand it mm. right and that's a great example because often when we don't understand something we'll say can you repeat it again right we'll say can you say that again mm. and that doesn't allow us to see it any differently sometimes it does because sometimes we might have had a lapse in, in uh in uh, concentration so we actually just didn't listen to that person mm. whole another topic but we'll cover that at some point <laughs> um but mostly it's because we just didn't understand it we couldn't connect what they said to something that we can understand so Mm. that we can take action effectively so i think that that is so vital and that's one of the pieces that questioning does that uh, that we don't take advantage of enough we Mm. don't use that skill enough we rely on other people we put a lot of the responsibility on other people to support us in understanding versus us taking taking our own initiative to understand.
0: Mm. And I think that's
1: a really big piece and I, uh, I know that we'll be covering it later, but seeking to understand is, is just a massive uh, f- a massive ma- uh, sort of framework or way of being that I live my life by is always seek to understand. And mm. the only way we can do that is through speaking. You'll see, I, I say, okay, what do you hear? Mm-hmm. And people will start replaying what they've heard. And, and that gives me a way to understand what did you hear and what do I need to recalibrate so that you can see it in a different way? Mm. And I think that's really powerful and a great example of that. Because I'm, I'm sure that, well, I know that that plays out between, between me as the executive assistant and with my executive. I can think of so many times that that's played out where I've just gone, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the risk is, I think, without asking those questions, assumptions are made. Oh, yes. And we've, ta- we've talked about this today when it, in the role that we hold assumptions and guessing can get us into trouble Mm -hmm. and there's just so much risk with that and when you're working for ceos and working for executives that we've got to mitigate as much risk as we can and if if that's by asking better questions then let's be doing it totally yeah
1: totally it could be that one question you did not ask because you didn't want to bother them and you thought you had everything but it was maybe on your mind but you let it slide and then that's that one thing that's mm. gonna come back and bite you in the ass. Mm. So exactly. Have we not all said, Oh, I assumed this or oh if I, I hadn't just asked that. Well, it gets us. So gets us. I can think of a great example of that with my last in my last role as an executive assistant, my mentor who I know I talk about a lot, I love him. He uh, he 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 said to me one time, I can't remember what I did, but it was um uh, one of those moments where you know you have totally utterly stuffed up like bigger than you imagine it's the the, those moments that you go and you walk away with going how did that happen wow that was the worst i've ever been in my role i don't even know how that happened Mm -hmm. one of those moments we've all been there right we have and um i remember him saying to me so this is the thing amanda you have it sometimes that if you imagine a tv screen and you imagine the old tv screens where it sometimes can be pixelated where there's parts of the picture missing you go ahead with the parts of the picture missing and try to piece it together with what's missing i'm like yeah well of course that's what we do right we have to we've got missing pieces yeah. and we, we, do we do have to we put can. it together yeah. exactly it's like i said yeah of course it's part of having missing pieces to a puzzle we there are missing pieces and we still have to push through, knowing that there are missing pieces. We look at the puzzle and we go, "Yep, yeah, that's what it looks like." Well, that's what I'm assuming that puzzle is, right? And he he said to me, "Yeah, that's the problem. That exactly right there is the problem." I was like, what do you mean? Isn't that what we do? That's what makes us effective in our role—is being able to uh, mitigate that, like see what's what's missing and put that in play. And he said, "Yeah, of course. If you know what's missing." Mm. It's like, ah," oh. he said. "So, do you know what par- parts of the puzzle are missing?" It's like, ah, uh, ah, uh. wow. <laughs> in that moment of, well, I, I can see that this is missing and this is missing, but I couldn't tell you what they are. I'm assuming it could be this, it could be this, it could be this, right? So, ninety percent of the time in my role, I got that guess or that assumption right. Like, I would, I'd guess it, and then it would be luckily in my favour however the times that it didn't it would be all up Mm. like it would be a complete disaster and it was those moments that uh in those moments we know sometimes we don't have things and we don't want to bother people by not asking questions but those questions are what sets us apart from the rest
0: absolutely and
1: that kind of that whole that totally i've actually forgotten about this until now Mm. amazing what comes up in these but that totally changed my frame of reference in terms of asking questions. Because before that, I was always about it being—it's—it's—you uh, know—I should know more, I should know better, I should be able to—I should be able to understand what that is, I should be able to assume, put it all into pieces. But up until that point, I never saw it like that. Actually, the impact it has by me not asking the question is totally outweighs. The one minute it takes for me to say hey just checking that it's this
0: completely yeah completely I have had this question in my mind this week um, listening to a book that I just shared with you um, and the question was in in times like this what would you rather so the the question would be in this instance what would you rather take an extra take one extra second to ask a question hmm. a valuable question and get the answer maybe look a little bit awkward while you ask a question that feels a little bit uncomfortable or would you rather go ahead without all the information Mm. at the risk of things being a complete like explosion you know um i'd much rather take the awkward question and get the information I need, maybe be not as fast as and efficient as I'd like to be, but really that's a
1: brilliant way of looking yeah. at it. Mm. And I think somewhere along the lines, as we have been executive assistants for a long period of time it's like we get to a point where we need to stop asking questions. It's no longer cool to ask questions. Right? It's you like, should know it all by now.
0: Don't you know everything? We should know
1: everything by now. Don't we? I think there's that. That is That's, the assumption. It totally gets in the way of us being freed up to be able to say, hey, I can just ask a question. Yeah. I always find that, you know, when you start a job, the first week, two weeks, month, you can kind of be freed up to ask anything. Mm. Like, what about this? What about that? How about this? And then you get to a point where it's like, uh-oh.
0: I can't ask that anymore. Exactly.
1: I'm supposed to be good at my job. How can I ask questions? How can I possibly ask questions now? I've <laughs> been here for ages. They hired me because I'm confident. Mm. What do I do? Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. I'm going to have to That's where it, it out. begins. <laughs> and that is exactly where it begins. Yeah. And then from that moment, it's all down to well, Of course, unless you ask questions. <laughs> of right? course. So, so why don't we get into it? <laughs> let's get into the questioning. So, uh, I... I think that what's most important or well, what's more important so I think what we should do what, what I think would be really help uh, what I think would be really valuable now is for us to dive into how like mm. what does it look like what are some of the framework that we could use around asking effective questions and we've got a, a sort of rough guide and we'll kind of be playful around this and add in what we see mm. so um, where should we start Holly i think we should start with a
0: genuine curiosity ah good i think that's a a really valuable place to start yeah really when your executive or someone comes to you and says you know i i need you to do this or could you i i need this um a really that's that's the place to start can, can i can you tell me more what what about that, what is it that you need? Or yeah. really genuinely having a curiosity and, and getting an understanding of what their needs are. Because like you said, sometimes we don't know exactly what what it is we're looking for.
1: Mm. Does that make sense? Totally. Mm. It's like seeking to understand versus uh, seeking to listen. You know, I think um, I can think of so many times when I would go into a meeting with my executive, I'd take my notepad and I'd just like ferociously write down what they were saying. And I'd be able to repeat what they said but did I understand it Mm. no Mm. for me I a lot of the time I'd walk away going I don't actually understand what that what what the whole world of what you've asked me to do yeah I can understand the task that I have to do but I didn't understand why I'm doing it what purpose it is what's it moving us towards where's it going what's how does this fit into the overall picture of the business I didn't understand any of that Mm. and the problem with that was that anytime I was hit with something, in terms of it didn't go the way I'd hoped it to go, or someone would say, hey, can you give me some context around that? I would literally go, ah, uh, yeah? And I would make it, ah, oh, mm. it would just be whatever <laughs> fell out of my mouth, and it was totally from an assumption. Like, my assumption is that it means this. Based on all the other puzzle pieces that I'm putting together yeah it's just you're just not effective when you're doing it when you're operating from that way so completely yeah. on that
0: yeah completely. completely and you know if you're genuine genuinely curious about yeah. what it is they need you might find a way to offer a better solution awesome or suggest another way to go about it um i think that's that's
1: huge Mm, it is it is it's that childlike mind childlike curiosity
0: totally they
1: are so curious about everything and they're curious because they want to understand what that is. Mm. So they they'll ask questions that we as adults would not ask anymore. Mm. Like why? There's no construct for
0: them. It's just like what about this? What about that? Totally. And the ideas and the creativity that comes as a result of it, it is
1: completely from that frame. It's, I if you if you went into uh, any circumstance thinking like a child you would address it very differently in terms of what you're learning mm. because children want to understand why we do things hence the why why do you do that Why mm. is that you know they always ask the why question mm. because they want to understand it and mm. we kind of stop doing that it's like we stopped that now and I think that's a really really valuable thing that we need to bring back yeah and a yeah. fast-track
0: way to get to know how somebody operates oh yeah
1: Why do you do that why
0: why does that why do you react that way or I, I like thinking about curiosity when my exec comes back from a meeting, or mm. um, when someone's had a hard day, or you know, is there anything I need to know about that? What What did you take away from today's meeting? Is there anything I can help with, or can I do this for you? Yeah. C- can I take that from you? Um, I don't know. Just How can I support curi- you? Better? How can I support you? What What happened in the meeting that might be really helpful for our team, or just like genuinely curious? Genuinely curious so it, much. It's
1: so. It's totally. Yeah, really looking from what do I what what could I learn or what could I mm. what could I learn here? And what questions do I need to ask to be able to learn that? Mm. I think yeah, really coming from that frame is really important.
0: Yeah.
1: So what's next? A passion to assist and really I think for me, how that shows up for me is it's there's something very powerful from leading someone to something versus you telling them the answer so what I mean by that is I'll give you this example I think most people can relate to this so have you ever been in a position where you have told something someone something so someone's come to you seeked advice and you've said yeah this is what I think you should do this would make a real difference so you give them some advice and then they walk away And then they come back to you maybe a month or two months later and say, hey, Holly, I've just thought about doing this thing and I think it's going to make a real difference for me going forward. And you sit there going, (laughs) what? I told you to do that two months ago. Why haven't you done that? And it's literally coming from them. When they're saying it, they're sharing it from a place of, this is, I've just, like, I've just discovered it. So the reason why I'm sharing that, because on one hand it's really frustrating when we... Uh, when when we do that, when we have that conversation with someone and they don't listen, what ultimately stops them from listening is that they haven't discovered it for themselves. So this is a really powerful tool by assisting them along the journey by asking them questions to get them clearer about what they need. So a really powerful tool when working with your executives. Sometimes they've had a really stressed day. They've had heaps of stuff going on in that particular day. Maybe there's uh, some serious change going on within the organization and they come to you and their thoughts are just all over the place and scattered you can assist them in getting clear about what they need without telling them mm. and what I mean by that is it doesn't serve them to say okay you're scattered you're stressed everything's going on how about we just sit you down and get you organized that might not be what they need mm. they might just need to you to support them in getting clear about what they need does that yeah makes sense yeah yeah, yeah, I, hope yeah. That, I trust that that makes sense mm. yeah mm. really powerful
0: Absolutely, um, and, and back under the banner of a passion to assist mm. um, in just a slightly different direction. I think what makes elite executive assistants are the ones who really care, mm. who genuinely care about supporting their executive and have the ability to look at their role from the perspective of their executive and to really understand. And I think the, the passion to understand how they operate is the difference, and having the ability to do that requires you to really understand them. Mm. So it means re- really, really uh, like having a humbleness and just sort of asking, you know, yeah, I think, like we touched on before, why, why does that matter to you? Mm. What's important about that for you? Um, how could I do this better? Genuinely caring, I think that makes a world, world of difference.
1: Mm. Isn't it funny that that? I love that you touched that on that because uh, having a genuine care and uh and I'm gonna say love, but I mean it in the way of just you know love for people. I, don't, I, <laughs> I trust that you get where I'm coming from with that. But having that genuine care and and uh, love for people that you support is is something that we don't bring enough of in our role. What I mean by that is if we come at our role from a perspective of how can i support this person genuinely care for them from a way that i want to support them wholeheartedly what would we do differently and i think that there's the simple things the human factor that we take out of the role sometimes that needs to be inserted completely in the role.
0: Yeah. yeah absolutely agree
1: yeah there's this distance that we create uh where it's there is work and then there's boundaries and don't get me wrong there are boundaries and there's there needs to be boundaries absolutely and we actually may do a podcast on boundaries Mm. i think that might be really valuable however it's more just understanding that behind all of the crap there are actually human beings that have real life stuff going on and uh and just remembering that Mm. i think it's really powerful so i loved that yeah touched on that um and i think the contrast of that Mm.
0: we've all worked with someone who doesn't care yeah and it's it's really hard it's really hard and i would imagine that the effect of that down the line is really it would have a serious effect on the outcome of the work they produce Mm. on their attitude and the way that they contribute to the team um yeah i think yeah just just like you said remembering that we're working for human beings and with human beings and um yeah
1: yeah i I think you're spot on i think there are definitely going to be times where you're working with people that are not well at least they don't show up like they care Mm. like of course uh i would love to say that everyone cares but there are times that you might be working for an executive where you don't have that that same kind of bond. and i think that um if that's not in place It doesn't excuse you for not being that with them
0: Mm.
1: you know I think that your role is to support them and bring that to the role and if they choose to not do that back uh, well that's their that's their loss and you know if you're quite happy still showing up in that way I think that that really does make a difference to them
0: Mm. and you
1: know sometimes you got to choose whether is this something that I want to be around agree is it, is
0: it something i can manage yeah or i leave yeah I, exactly I think. yeah
1: and I, to that i think and maybe going off tangent a little bit but then we'll go back on track i promise <laughs> uh you know just because it showed up a lot for me over the last couple of weeks and some trainings is that sometimes you really do have to choose is this aligned with my values and what i wanted where mm. i'm going and if it's not you can leave you have choice mm. you always have choice yes of course there's things you need to be responsible for but there are times you you always have choice whether it makes sense for you to stay or not so trust it's valuable let's go back on track okay let's go back (laughs) on track speaking Speaking of same track yeah So,
0: willingness to ensure that you're on the same track
1: Uh, so great yeah so going uh so yeah willingness to to uh check in that you're on the same page and uh, we've kind of touched on this earlier on the podcast but i think you know it's very easy for us to be in a conversation with our executive and go yep okay i've got it yep okay i've got it see you later us go our total uh, go our separate ways and uh get into the detail of what we're doing and then find out that oh wow i totally misread what Mm. you said like Mm. i thought you meant this and actually you meant this Mm. so uh questioning allows you to sort of get into or make sure that you're on the same track and I think a great question to ask in this circumstance is what did you hear in what I've said mm. when you're speaking with someone so that way you know that they've got what you said uh, so much so that they are on the same page
0: yeah and from the other side of the conversation uh, an example could be uh, I'm just this is what I've heard or I'm just clarifying this is what I've heard and sometimes it can go on and on until you've really nailed it so what I'm hearing is this and I might go no no this is what I'm saying okay so what I'm hearing is this no no and it might go on and on and on but for the benefit of having clarity from the beginning and mm. completely on the same page it's just so worthwhile
1: yeah I think that's a really important point mm. very important point and we definitely don't spend enough time on it and mm. one because I think there's that Oh, i don't want to take too much time so I'll just say one thing and then get it and then move on mm. but yeah keep letting it go play out like that so you really get it mm. yeah mm. so uh the next one is willingness to be disruptive willingness to i suppose challenge not be scared to challenge be challenging in your questioning mm. i think that's really where we want to go and you know that can really look like when when it gets to a point where you could ask a question but you feel like you might be crossing a boundary don't be too scared to cross that Mm. sometimes it's appropriate for you to just play with it a little bit and uh you know go a little bit i don't know off off what would be a way to say that you know like going a little bit off track but if you see that that's a valuable thing that would make a difference then mm. allowing yourself permission to do that
0: yeah Because believe it or not, maybe at times the CEO doesn't know everything. Yeah. I don't know. It could have happened somewhere. It could happen. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. But so (laughs) an example of a question that I would find really valuable is, uh, you know, here's a suggestion. And then I could say, you might consider looking at it from this perspective. Mm. Have you, have you looked at it from this perspective or have you considered what might happen as a result of that? and just opening the possibilities up for them I think can be really beneficial
1: yeah yeah so good you know sometimes they don't know no sometimes they actually don't know and by us asking questions allows them to get clear on what what direction they're going mm. where they're going mm. so yeah, i love that you, i love that mm. it's so right <laughs> i think just coming up
0: for me now you know when you're absolutely at capacity and yeah. this is a good one a really good one to to put back in in their uh, back in their court and sort of say well I've got this on my plate would you prefer that this doesn't get done or would you prefer that I spend time doing this and oh, almost like an ultimatum but it's a, a good way to to give them back uh, I guess
1: I'm not really sure the word yeah, I'm looking it's for, but clarity of what they've asked of you yeah I think there's a lot of times that it's missing that's missing for them they say can you do this can you handle this can you handle this and they forget all the things that they've thrown on your desk, and some of those things might not even be a priority anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's great. I think that's really good. And sometimes, that a lot of the time, actually, you might find that they're reacting. So, uh, as in, they might come out of a meeting. I don't know about you, but a lot of the leaders that I've supported are very big picture. So, shiny thing syndrome is a thing, and it happens a lot, right? Because Half the reason why a lot of these uh, executives are put in these positions of leadership positions is because of their ability to be able to see beyond what's in front of them. They're able to have that long-term vision. Now, naturally with that, sometimes they can get very excited. Mm. They can get super excited about things. They might go to a meeting and be like, ah, oh, this is really cool to do this. This is awesome. And they come back to you. And sometimes by your ability to... uh I suppose check in and see is this a reaction of that meeting Mm. or is this actually something that you're committed to and share the insight that hey this is a reaction you're you're going through a reaction Mm. but not share it like that ask them ask them really great questions Mm. so is this is this actually moving us forward is this moving us closer to our goal Mm. is this the right thing for us to be working on right now does it make sense for us to do this today these
0: questions are Whilst they might feel like challenge, you know, challenging your executive maybe when you're early on in your role can can just be really scary and appear really difficult. But that's building rapport right there. If they know that they can rely on you to challenge them in moments of uh, when they're energetic or um, and they need to kind of just rein it in a little bit, that's gold
1: it's so gold mm. and it's it's the most valuable part of being an elite assistant is being able to be an advisor to them so being able to advise them when they are doing the things that are going off tangent you mm. know, we talk about uh, that ability one of the biggest things that they pay for as an executive assistant is to keep them on track completely you know, to keep them on track so if we're not challenging them and if we're not asking questions to see if this is the most important thing, we are not doing our job. Mm. We're not doing what they've paid us for yet. So many of us get caught up in, Oh, but it's, you know, I don't want to challenge them. That that's not my job. I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I'm not confident enough to do that. That's what they seek more than anything. Right. So it's really, really, really valuable.
0: Absolutely. And it, it it touches on the point that you shared earlier about not really learning that experience um for yourself until you've had it mm. so what i mean by that is if the exact it can be really hard to uh influence someone by just saying you shouldn't do this mm. or have you or, don't do that now whereas if you're coming at uh, coming at it from a place of Uh, asking a question to influence is a way softer way to be able to do that so have you considered that that might affect this or that's a you know a nicer maybe easier way to help influence and get them back on track because just being told no one likes just being told all the time Uh, but there's better ways through questioning that you can do that
1: yeah I I think that's so spot-on there's that model of gatekeeper that kind of feeds into telling people what to do Mm. that is not the role of an executive assistant Mm. and anyone listening to that that thinks that the role of partnering your executive comes from the perspective of saying this is what you do or this is what you shouldn't do that's not that's nagging that's being their wife Mm. you're not their wife Mm -hmm. (laughs) although sometimes it might feel like that (laughs) you're there to partner them in a way that advises them to see the solution completely i think one of the biggest things that shows up for me is that you know they pay us to do the thinking so that they can make the decisions thank you for bringing this up i was going to say let's make sure we include this because this is really important important. yes it's so important because we if their ability to so oh we don't even would go this is so much so much awesomeness with this so too often we go to our executive with, this is, this is um, option A, option B, option C, or actually let me frame it differently. We go to our executive with a whole bunch of problems and too often we don't do the thinking before going to our executive with all of the problems, all of the, the things that are showing up. We just go to them and expect them to do the thinking for us. There is some work that needs to be done from our part first. And that's what they're paying us for. Now a lot of us are doing that, where we oh, I know, so, oh, geez, so many times. Yeah, I would I would go to my walk into my executive saying, so I've gone through, uh, you know, I've started to schedule. So let's say that he was doing, um, a, he was going off site and doing a training in house, and I would say I've scheduled all of these meetings and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and this these are all the things that I need from you. These are all the things that I need, and he would sit there going okay so what have you done here to think about what it is that i need and it was a really great question because i wouldn't i would just put it all together and say here you go to so tell me what you want mm. now of course they need to decide but there was no thinking done from me before going to them
0: yeah
1: uh, which is so powerful right we want them to be saying yes or no banana or apple <laughs> right like yes. it's that simple
0: yes. vanilla or chocolate you make the decision here yeah I'll provide the information you make the decision yeah
1: this, I mean there's nothing Ugh. worse than being overwhelmed with all this information I don't know if you've ever received an email from somebody where they've just all this info and somewhere in there they've asked you to do something it's like what <laughs> what are you actually asking yeah and yet this is how we relate hard to, to basket our executives that goes into... exactly yeah and yet we sometimes speak to our executives and we're like this is everything that we need mmm what do you exactly need from me yeah is it this or that completely
0: uh this has been a game changer um for my uh, relationship with my exec and uh, it's this is huge this is probably one of my favorite favorite mm. tools um you think our inboxes and our to-do lists are busy and they're big like think about the ceos and think about these people that are running businesses that have found their passion and have found their thing and they are throwing Everything into it. They don't have a nine-to-five. They have this is life they bi- they have a just probably what we couldn't understand unless we've run our own business, which yeah, it, it is massive um, so the Decision what their role is is make decisions and manage they the more that we can Do the work like you said so you know for example I need to know about this or you know, can you find out some information about this and I'll I, collating that information and say are you happy with this can i do this and just ask going back with questions that only requires a yes or no mm. saves time for everyone i'm not waiting for them to read a thousand pages of research mm. it's like let's collate this and make this into a question that's something that they can just give me a yes or no one mm. um i don't want them to be sitting there reading millions of things or having to think about things it's like I'll, I'll do the thinking, you just give me a yes or no. Is this okay? Is this okay? No? Okay, great. Here's another solution.
1: Yeah, I, l- I, love, this. I love this topic. Me too. Maybe I'm maybe like could... literally red right in the face. i know, I'm, I'm like, I'm I can't hot. even say enough. I'm getting hot about <laughs> it I love it. And I'm just, all these ideas are coming to my mind and I, I think, oh, wow, it's such a big topic. So what shows up for me, just with, your, with you sharing that, Holly, is that uh, the thinking that we don't do, so... Okay, gather your thoughts <laughs> Calm down. There's, we've got
0: more Take time. Take a breath. I don't think I articulated anything well because I'm
1: trying to say so, so much excitement. so fast with so much meaning, yeah. you know? And we did say this is going to be a bit playful, so you have to bear with us tonight. Uh, so what shows up for me with thinking is I, uh, so anyone that know, I uh, say this all the time, I was a terrible executive assistant I was not a good executive assistant and it really didn't flip for me until my last two years as an executive assistant where I know that I did turn that around however for a good 13 12 years before that geez I really I, feel like that's a stretch Amanda. oh no, no 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 I was a bad EA now what I mean by that was I effective yes but did I do all of this stuff no I didn't do all of this okay stuff. That's, so yeah. that's what I mean like did I get the job done yes but I wasn't a good EA in terms of I didn't take the time to understand what they need and this particular topic doing the thinking for them Wow so my last mentor I talk about him a lot Uh, one of the things that really showed up for me that was missing for me was calendar management now (laughs) this is like the simplest thing as an executive assistant I mean that I trust that a lot of you are already doing and if you do it you're amazing you're a superstar I was not however and what I mean by this is really doing the thinking about their day like you are them mm. so when you're scheduling stuff in the calendar can you be in two places at once no you cannot physically be in two places at once um, thinking about things like and you know this is shows up for me now even more even more now that I uh, you know now I do a lot of travel uh, for my work, and I, th- I, I called my, my executive that I supported, and I'm like, wow, I, I thought I still got it, but I didn't get it. <sighs> and it's the things like scheduling calls when they're in transit, uh, not thinking that through. Like, how could they actually take this call? If I'm scheduling the call for when they land, but I haven't factored in that they've got to get their suitcase and somehow get in the car before that call takes, <laughs> like just the little intricacies that we don't, we're just like, yeah, of course they'll handle that. Another example, which I do, I did a lot, and now I just go, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> I schedule them to do work on a plane. Now, okay. put your hand I've up. Done all these, yeah, things, okay. everything that you said So, Put I'm your hand up if you've done this. Put your hand up if you've done this. Oh no, yeah, he's sitting there going, I do this all the time. Of course. What else are they doing? They can do work in the lounge. They can do work when they're like, okay, so totally agree they can do some level of work on a plane and when they're traveling however put the reality in this by the time they check in go into the lounge sit down they might open up their laptop maybe get five minutes in and let's be honest when we open up our laptop and when we're in transit how effective are we we might just look at our emails and go oh yeah that's come through oh, yeah, that's come through oh cool and then we have to close our laptop and then start going through security right so that part doesn't work and i've done this trust me i've done it Then we get on a plane, and then there's a reality of, even if it's a short plane, so like, say, Melbourne to Sydney, an hour and a half, an hour 20, there is a cart going around that's serving drinks and food. So when you put that in, they might say, no, they don't want a drink, but there is a disruption during that period. You can't actually open your laptop while you're taking off (laughs) or landing. So that's 40 minutes of your trip already gone. And we relate to it like we've got the full trip. So doing the thinking i'll get off this rant right now (laughs) because i get it because this was me and i totally did not respect the the level of the lack of thinking that i did for him in terms of really putting myself in his shoes and it's really hard to do that sometimes when we're not in those situations but i really want you to look from the perspective of if I was putting myself in these shoes would this actually work does this actually work does this have merit
0: mm. I think
1: doing that thinking for them uh, makes such a difference and even just the little things like okay they've got an hour break here and they're in Sydney and they don't normally live in Sydney so where could they go and eat so they don't need to think about that mm. and I trust that most people are doing that but if you're mm. not I would really encourage you to start doing that yeah. or just you know, those little if you're not, things. If you not what
0: what would a perfect travel day look like for you what what, yeah. what what you know uh what would an ideal work day look like for you how would i be the most efficient um you know in terms of supporting you today yeah.
1: like yeah good and i to that point asking them but what so when you travel what does that actually look like So I know, like, how much time do you actually have for me to Mm. be putting stuff in your calendar? Because I would just relate to it like, oh, it's a free day. He's got four hours. He's traveling from from Melbourne to to Perth. He's got four hours in a plane. He can get so much work done in that time. (laughs) Not really putting into the fact that he's going to get off the plane and then be client-facing for, like, eight hours. Mm. Maybe he just wants downtime. Maybe he just wants to watch a movie. My goodness! God forbid. Maybe he just wants to revel in watching a movie for an hour. You know, just just really getting inside of their world. I think it's really valuable. Sorry, I Amanda. I've gone off a no, rant. But very it isn't rant, but so
0: important because I definitely do those things, and I haven't thought about it from that being as CEO in transit is not my experience. So I I don't know what that's like. So
1: I'm really glad you shared that. Yeah, good, I trust that that's valuable. And I really, I would encourage you to go to your executive and ask because everyone's gonna work differently. Some might actually work a lot more than others. Some might actually just say, you know what, I'm not effective during that time. I know for me, I'm not effective during that time. So scheduling anything in there doesn't work for me, but for some it might. So I think getting inside of their world by asking, you know, questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, asking really effective questions is going to give you a whole nother world perspective on what they need uh, for those things Mm. yeah really valuable Mm, absolutely good on that note um,
0: I think that why don't we wrap up from yeah
1: totally think that's a great idea
0: um so just recapping on the uh, some of the suggestions that we made going through so the first one we covered off was coming from a place of genuine curiosity Hmm. really wanting to understand really uh, what was the um phrase you used
1: uh seeking it... to understand versus well seeking to understand yeah <laughs> okay great done <laughs> done <laughs> yeah so the next one was passion to assist and uh one bringing the human factor in but yeah. also really allowing them almost treating it like getting them uh, nudging them along the journey the path without telling them what what the answer is allowing them to see it for themselves yeah and, and just like what you just said put coming from their perspective putting
0: yourself in their shoes Uh, a willingness to check in um, that you're on the same track uh, yeah on the same track yeah so continually until drilling down
1: drilling down until you're certain that you're both on the same page no matter how long it takes yeah exactly (laughs) willingness to be a little bit challenging in the questioning style that you use so don't be afraid to ask questions that might feel a little bit uncomfortable for you really allow yourself to just just go there and, and really, by those moments, I think you'll be, you'll be really surprised at the things that you discover about each other doing that. Mm. Um,
0: and the last one we just touched on was doing the work. Yeah. So providing options for decision making as opposed to providing a bucket load of information that is just going to be really time consuming. Instead, does this work for you? Yes, yeah. no. Yeah. Is this helpful? Yes, no. Yeah. Can I go ahead with this? Yes, no.
1: I love that. Chocolate or vanilla? It's as simple as that. Yep. Like, one or this. Yep. This or yep. that. It's There's no grey area for them to kind of uh, revel in for too long. They mm. can just make that decision really clearly.
0: Mm.
1: Excellent. Well, I think that's a wrap. Okay.
0: Alright. We can um, just go and calm down now. Yeah. <laughs> we can definitely calm down. If you're still here with us, we thank you very, very much for listening. It's great
1: to be back. Yes. We are so grateful to have you on here today. Thank you for uh being on the call thank you for generously listening throughout the call we really appreciate it Or well, without throughout this podcast i should say it's not a mm, call cool, but yeah. the podcast <laughs> you get where i'm going with this and yeah we really look forward to next time and i suppose to add to that if there's any questions that you uh have in terms of any anything that you're challenged with anything that you'd like us to work on or cover on one of our on one of our podcasts we would really love for you to write in a question Uh, The email address is info at the eainstitute.com.au and we'll make sure that's included on the podcast link and just send in any questions that you have, anything that you'd like us to cover on this podcast. We would absolutely love it. Uh, And uh, yeah, and and we really trust that this is making a real difference for you and we'd love some feedback, wouldn't we? Absolutely. We'd love Love to
0: hear from you. We look forward
1: to meeting you. Great. Thanks, everyone. Bye.